Hello, welcome to this week's On the Road with MTDCNC, the podcast uh, that we release every Friday at 6pm. We cover all of the um, topics and things we've seen in the in the previous uh, seven days. Uh, and this week, we actually are doing this here from uh, Haas at their workshop in Leicester, where we've been today, um, looking at this machine that is behind us here, this ST40, which is actually available um, from stock. Uh, but it's not the only visit we've obviously done this week. We'll be discussing in the court or over the course of the next 40 minutes uh, visits uh, from Prima Power, who came to the studio on Monday, uh, GW Martin, a company we visited on Tuesday, FT Gearing, uh, that we visited on uh, Wednesday, also Cloud NC, which we visited on Wednesday, and of course um, Hass here today, plus loads of other stuff. Uh, I'm joined uh, this week by Lindsay and uh, Gio. How are you two guys? Are you okay? Yeah, good. Yeah, very well, thanks, Lindsay Paul. Very well. On. You've got your bottle of Gaviscon there, Lindsay. Yeah, I've got that, my Gaviscon. What's that do for you? It's my heartburn because I'm not far off due. So that just helps me with my heartburn. It makes me get through my day. And then my bottle of water. So nice and healthy. So it's one, then the other, is yeah, it? I literally. mean, I noticed Chloe's got a bottle of this as well, not <laughs> um, Paul, I've got, I've got the big 500 mil next to my bed. I've got three of those. And then these are my top-ups that I go out with. Around. Is there any foods and things that are making this happen I, other than... Is there any food, foods you can eat to stop this from happening? Stop, yeah. So, um, you know me, I like food. Um, it's kind of greasy things that I can't have. I can't believe we're discussing this. <laughs> it's just, I, I never expected this. So machining and prima power and now my um, stomach. Um, no, no, no. So, so you couldn't I just, have cotton chips? You couldn't I, have I, I wouldn't touch it because that would make it worse. So you'll see me eating salad, but then I like chocolate. So it's not about the health. It's just, I love, I've got a sweet tooth. I tell you what, this is quite interesting. My craving when I was pregnant last time was um, Nutella. And I used to, you know, just be polite in the beginning. And by the end of it, it was just, no, 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 get the spoon <laughs> and just spoon it out. And I used to come home from work, watch three episodes, listen Nutella's to Nutella's nice, Paul. Yeah, Nutella is nice. It is nice. good. But I used to, oh, it's great stuff. I used to watch three episodes of Tipping Point and sit and eat. Nutella. That was my craving. I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Gio, do you like cotton chips? I love cotton <laughs> chips and I give my kids uh, Nutella uh, sarnies. They love it. Ooh, I, I, they, so uh, or, or even on bread as well. Uh, on, on toast, sorry. Toast. So they good. love it. They love but do it. you like cotton chips though? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. 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 Do you yeah. like the batter on the cotton? Because the best bit for me is the fish with the batter. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Why? You, sat, you look surprised. No, no, no. I just wondered because <laughs> the thing is with fish and chips, I can understand once I've eaten it, I don't feel that it doesn't, you know, I feel a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and I can see where that, that could come in if you were eating fish so, and chips. So like, literally the last podcast I did was about Joe and gout. <laughs> and now this one, <laughs> where are we chips. going with this? <laughs> okay. So uh, coming up, as, as I said, we're going to be talking about what we've been up to this week. Uh, before we get going, there's been some great news um, across the MTD channels this week. Uh, we look at, or we've got stories about a new turning center from uh, Mazak, which is uh, being launched. We've also got the stories about Bentley Motors has officially opened a new center of X excellence uh, here employing more people. Uh, UK manufacturing output volumes in the last three months to June grew at their fastest pace since uh, records began. There's more news uh, about the growth of um, UK manufacturing and you can see these stories either on MTD CNC or MTD uh, MFG. Um, let's talk about Prima Power on Monday. You, you were there Lindsay as well. We um, 
we had a great day, didn't we? We did. With, Wasn't it, he fantastic? Yes, yes. We had a really, really good day looking at some of the Prima Power technology with Barry Rooney. Now, he's not related to Wayne, but he does get asked that all the time. And we did ask him as well, didn't <laughs> we? But he's, but he's not. He's better looking, isn't he, than Wayne? I mean, possibly, yeah. yeah I'm sure if he's <laughs> I learned a lot about bending, punching, lasers and additive machines. Yeah, I think the this technology is, is quite... We've got a turning centre behind us here, which we're, we're obviously going to talk about shortly. But uh, when you look at what Prima Power do, it's a collective of everything, isn't it? In the sheet metal and the fabrication industry. So whether it be laser cutting with fibre lasers or CO2, whether it be punching at an incredible speed, I think it's something like a thousand whole punches a minute yeah. they can do on some of their machines. But, but it's how these all these machines come together, whether it be bending, punching, laser cutting... You think it's a laser cutter, but actually, no, it can fold the material as mm. well. Or specifically, the punches that we were talking about, where they're, they're punching, then they're folding, they're finishing, they're nibbling, they're shearing, they're doing, ev- they're doing everything, can't they? don't know they? about nibbling. They're, 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 they're <laughs> no, they really are. They're operations in, in one. And it was really good to have Barry. We did a brilliant podcast, mm. some fantastic technical corners coming to the channel, all about, as I say, the, these different technologies they offer. But one that really stood out was the additive, wasn't it? They're yes. now into additive manufacturing. Yes, you know what? It derived from the fact that they have lasers anyway. So what I found, and this is what I found very really really honed in on is a lot of their technology derived from the original technology they had so it was just natural progression for them as a company and so they said oh well we have lasers and then they were talking about additive and they said well additive is only just a laser with this you know and 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 you just think actually yes that makes a lot of sense so it was easy progression for them to go let's get into the additive industry and they do and what's unique is the fact that when we talk about additive manufacturing 3d printing a lot of the machines we see are a lot smaller the parts are more yeah they're a lot smaller whereas he's talking about big whopping great big additive if machines you could imagine like a four meter by two meter huge fiber laser they're now using that machine with the head technology in order to pr- to print so, so is it going to be a bit of a hybrid it so can, it can still do all of the other you, uh, tasks I, I, I believe so i believe and, so. and also yeah, you, you, you're, you're able to to combine these technologies mm. because you imagine if you've got a big structure that needed some mm. repair work needed printing on it you can do it like Lindsay says most of the machines are small these are much much i bigger. mean behind you paul the the, the has you know all of the 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 casing of the machine um, and all of the yeah it's a perfect swarf management system you know it it requires that kind of technology everywhere you go the supermarket the 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 shop your car you needed it in your car yeah you you just you everything needs to be so the market is massive Mm. for their machinery and um it's going to be really good to be working with barry and the team we're looking to visit italy when we when we can as well so um, so yeah, that was that was Monday. Um, Just one, 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 on, one other, on. I've always thought when I've looked at them, them laser cutting machines, you know, the, the plate that you can cut through now is up to twenty five mil thick. Is it, Paul, yeah, or is it more, I'm, than I'm that? more than that? It's more than that. And, I, and, on I, material. and I look at that. Say, for example, you're making um, prismatic parts, profile parts out of mild steel, or, or you could potentially laser cut all of them profiles out thousands of or hundreds of them mm. in one sheet and then do your finishing ops on the machine tools I think there's a you lot c- there's, of there's, in- there's, 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 there's kind of potential there for our actual 
machining industry too. I think there's a lot of synergy between both industries that will work together and I think that's where it will blend. You'll probably find that those machines will relate to one industry and they'll cover they'll cover each industry and that's where I think he's trying to grow as well. Mm. Now, I think we're yeah. going to we're going to hop skip and a jump yeah, around sorry. in today's show because we're going to talk about uh, this Haas machine and today's visit before we go on to talking about where we were Tuesday, Wednesday and, and Thursday and so forth. But most importantly, what I have got to say at this stage is um, you'll all know from two days ago that England have now qualified for the last 16 and uh, and for Geo Italy have two and you're going to the game on Saturday aren't yeah, you to, to um, watch yeah, Italy going play going to Wembley can't wait Paul yeah, yeah. looking forward to it last time I went to watch Italy play was in 1996 at Anfield in, in the Euros when it was in England last um, so yeah can't really really can't wait and that should be a yeah, good game because they're be playing good. Austria aren't they yeah they, they should win Austria they're the form team of the tournament at the moment. they are I think they peaked too fast Paul I'm hoping that they haven't but they do feel to me like they may have peaked too fast um, so I'm hoping that they're not going to get complacent and I hope that they can keep the form um, well they're the on only team that hasn't tournament. kind of had a blip or, or you know they haven't conceded a goal they've won every game without conceding a goal it's the first uh, team in the history of the European Championships to do that through the Is group right? state yeah that's, 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 that's correct right. England have, it's the first time England have, have qualified through the group stages um, it's the first time on a minute. This, is the, this, is the, this is one last fact this is the first time England have qualified through the group stages without conceding a goal since 1966 so fingers crossed that might be a good omen is and maybe right? can we England meet Italy I've not looked at the route or the road to the final but I wonder whether are you, if you're the different side of the I th- I th- I th- I'm not I've not looked at it properly Paul but I think it could be a semi-final final clash right, okay because um, then on Tuesday then we'll go to that one uh, if, if, yeah. if that's <laughs> all, <laughs> all you want to do is go to the football <laughs> together that's that one what I will definitely go that's to what that, it is. so I'm going to the game on Tuesday as well to see Germany and England I just cannot wait um, for that so anyway that, that we're, we're, we're digressing <laughs> to machines so let's talk about this machine behind us we're here today it's Friday um, we've been looking at this this model behind us this is available um, from stock here we've reviewed well Geo's done a review on the control we've spoken to Ben Birch about the actual machine itself we've obviously had James uh, with us as well today it's been really good hasn't it to be able to see um, a machine of this size actually cutting as well we've done all the GoPro mm-hmm. work on it what do you think of it I've learned so much today I've learned more so about the brand more so about that side of things than the machine itself and it is fascinating some of the facts and figures that he's told us about you know the fact that they've got over 10,000 spindles sitting in the UK which is amazing going for over 31 years Haas engineers make them pretty much 99.9% of the parts they're making themselves they're like a what is it like a vertically integrated company they're making everything from the ground up there's a lovely brand around this company and I think there's a lovely ethos as to they know who they are and they know where they've come from and they know what they're good at they're not trying to be anything else other than who they are and I think that is really strong mm. for, for who they are and what they make I mean this ST40 is a pretty rock solid machine a mm. real um, workhorse two-speed gearbox on it um, you know it's 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 a it's a bit of a powerhouse, isn't it? Yeah. Their control system as well, just to well, add to well, that. Well, he used to, you used to you work used to on work it as well. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time ago, Paul. It was it was twenty years ago now when I was, was um, when was when, 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 <laughs> 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 when I was uh, when, when I got into the aerospace industry and. Um, 
Yeah, the, the, the control as it looks, looks the same, but some of the technological advancements in the software, it's really moved on leaps and bounds and really simplified the way in which you can program, which is absolutely essential now because you effectively want to keep that spindle turning and you don't want to be keeping the spindle down by kind of doing your programming. Um, and I'm really impressed really with some of the new features on the lathe. I'm really impressed with some of the facts that we've been given today about the company. I think that the, the synergy now with, with Formula One has really kind of propelled their brand even further. It was already very strong and I think it's, it's changed. But it the was like, the, the, one, of, one of the things I said to James earlier, it was like, I, I think that has been an, was an exceptionally good move. Mm. And because a lot of my mates, they're not in engineering and they, they, they don't know anything about machines no. and metal and all the rest of it. But they'll come and talk in the pub about Haas they'll know that Formula brand. One. They'll know they'll know the brand. So then, and then you say, oh yeah, actually, you know, we work with Haas. Do you? What do they? What do they actually do beyond the, the cars? Well, they they make the machines that make bits for the cars. That was the thing. Is they're the, making the, the engineers. The Haas engineers are making Haas machines on Haas machines, and yeah. that's and then onto the cars. And I, I loved what they. You were, almost feel like you would. You can understand why some customers might, some engineers might have a loyalty to yes. this brand yeah. because they feel you know that's this, really this is point. actually. Uh, yeah, it's in making bits for motorsport, and we're talking about the cars going around the track. So, if actually, they if I invest in it. this machine, it. I'm investing in that team, aren't mm. I? Yeah. So, and it, and it has had a big. I mean, the, the growth of this company has been uh, tremendous over recent years. Anyway, with the um, development of new products, um, James was talking about the UMC, which we see everywhere. And I remember reviewing one here five or six years ago and thinking, do you know what, Hass are now going into a different market to what they're known for, but they've done a really good job of, of integrating that technology into their brand. And as he said, he, th he thinks it's one of their, their, best, their best machines. And yeah, they've, they've done a fantastic job, Paul. And I think that, you know, one, one thing that really stood out for me, Paul, is, is that the modular aspect of the machine. So they are kind of using a lot of the same components with all of, within all of their range, whether it be a lathe, whether it be a, an horizontal, a fifth axis machine tool. And what that does effectively when they're mass producing these components, it's bringing, bringing the cost down so then they can pass on them savings to their clients and sell the machine tools at a, a very affordable affordable price and I think that the business strategy is excellent that they've got a proven record that they're trying to make quality machines at an affordable price I think that's um, kind of bringing back to what I said at the beginning is what we've learned about this company is they have an ethos they're not trying to be anyone else other than who they are they know what they do they do it well and they're going to continue to do that the and they will branch out but they're just thinking, as long as it's not too far away from what we know and we lose control, let's just do what we mm. do and do it well. And they do. And so this machine, 15-inch chuck, 102 mil, or 4-inch bar capacity, uh, just over a metre in the Z-axis, so a 12-station turret. But this is just a turning, turning machine. Um, but it is available from stock here and for sale. In fact, there was two of them, one sold and this uh, so easy ready to, to use. Go. So Even I So we then, um, so let's go back. As I say, we're, we're moving around on this week's show a bit. But on Tuesday, um, I actually was away for. Uh, oh, sorry, and Gio, you on 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 Monday. Oh. Uh, no, it was, Tuesday. it was Tuesday. I also popped into Leader CNC. I think Lindsay's going to be returning back to AM Hydraulics. They've just put a Shibora TUE 
200 in and so a big massive vertical lathe and they seem to be really really busy at the minute selling some of these very large machine tools they've got a takumi a new takumi um ur 1000 into paddock gears they've also got a groupers purpose roller mega machine and a groupers purpose shark and we've been reviewing them (laughs) in the technical group well again it's the Haas, has kind of scenario. I'm not quite sure which is the I'm correct really terminology. I'm really impressed you just said an H. <laughs> I'm really impressed you. Um, I've been practicing just for you, Lindsay. <laughs> but, but there's some really great applications that we'll be covering with Leader CNC, and there's some really big machine tools that we're going, be get, going out to look at and review. So really excited um, mm. about that too. So that was on Tuesday. But also on Tuesday, um, I was down south in Eastleigh with um, Joe and Jason Butler from uh, Mazak. We went to GW Martin. This is a company, I think, I think, I don't know, have you been there? No. You've obviously yeah, been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I know, I think we've been there as, as a team about five times in the last two or three years. They just keep adding new machinery to their... Uh, to their shop floor if it, if it wasn't the star sliding head lathe which which it was a sort of 18 months ago it's now um multiplex machines from mazak which are twin turret twin spindle machines with a wow. gantry loader they've got a cmz uh machines with gantry loaders they use and then mm. they recently bought a hqr a hyper quadrex from mazak yeah. which is a twin turret twin spindle machine they definitely sound like they're investing in oh, technology million, mi- millions in the i mean i'm talking over two million in the last wow. couple of years Richard Blake is the uh, the business development manager there, I believe, and and, and I used to know Richard because I used to work for Richard um, at DMG or when it was DMG. He yeah. used to be uh, my old managing director. And Jason Butler, who uh, now obviously works at Mazak, when he worked at DMG there with us. So we all basically where I'm going is we all worked together back in 2001, 2002. Did you have a nice drink together? That's the main on, question. On Tuesday night, yeah, we did. We had yeah, a great time. Yeah. Reminiscing. Yeah, it was Tuesday night because that's when uh, in England were playing. But no, we had a great yeah. we had a great day. But what was really good was to to go and go into a company that has throughout this pandemic has continued to grow their business and they haven't been involved in medical so they've not had the the bounce that's come from the medical industry they've just general commercial uh, work and they've grown and invested and automation was a big theme for them you know he it it was interesting to hear Richard say that he used to they used to employ a guy right that used to just load billets into a machine these big billets they were like sort of eight inch billets into this like sort of 12 inch chuck machine all day in out and he said he had arms like a you know he was like mr t like me like me he was like mr t and the problem was what richard said you can't be doing that we honestly when we need to sort this out you cannot be no i love loading the machine he had trouble persuading him that automation was the right thing to do and now they automate it with a gantry loader and actually this guy has now found other opportunities within the business he's doing newer things and he goes do you know what you were so right but i was so resistant to change and there was a real story in that, the fact that people don't like when someone comes in or tries to change, change. things, but it was the True. right it was the right thing to do. Has he now got spaghetti arms and doesn't look like <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, go go gadget arms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like that now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was on that was on Tuesday as well. Uh, we were also on uh, Wednesday, so we, we we did have a good uh, night out with Jason on on Tuesday night. Thoroughly enjoyed it. On Wednesday, I was then at FT Gearing uh, with Joe, and again another another great story of, of investment. Really, this was. You know, sometimes you go to a company where they're in um, lots of different buildings and they sell all of those buildings and they go and move into one big place because they think that that's 
the right and the best thing to do. FT Gearing, for those, have you, have you been there? You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, they've got lots of units on this industrial estate. And there's a reason for uh, on it. On about three industrial estates, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a reason for it. It's because each unit is dedicated to a specific machine brand. So you go into one of uh, unit one we were in, I think it was in, and it was all orange floors, carpets, and everything was branded. And it was just full of the, the, the Mazak machines. Uh, and then you go into another shop and it's Citizen and Miano. So it's all branded to them. And then you go into another shop and it's Gleason gear cutting machines. Uh, and they've just done it. And, and, and basically what he said, we, we, met the, we met the owner and Graham said that basically what he did, he got fed up with going into the shop and there was a, a Mazak there, a Citizen machine there, something mm -hmm. else there. And it was just all untidy and he couldn't get his head round you know, the best, the best way of, the method of moving parts through the shop. So he got all the machines out, stuck them all in the car park. He's quite quirky, isn't he, the manager? Stuck them all in the car park and then basically it's picked brilliant. up all, the, all the, the orange and black ones and put them in there, <laughs> put all the citizens in there and then he painted the shops around it. It was, it was really... Um, and, fabulous. And, the, and the, the beauty of having all the different units is when COVID struck, if, if someone got COVID, they could shut a unit, but they didn't have to shut all the other units. Ooh. So it had lots of advantages to, um, to the business. And I know the COVID's a temporary What happens thing. when you've got a Mitutoyo? Well, that, that, they've got a Mitutoyo shop. No, they no, don't. No, no, I no, know no, they no, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> so they paint the Mitutoyo in the colours of whatever the shop is. But it was, it was really good to go in there. They're just installing a, um, an I-100 from Mazak, which has got, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. It's got all the, um, the probing options, the swarf management, high pressure coolant. You know, they're doing some really nice, well, you would have seen some of the work that they do there, doing some really mm. nice um, components for, uh, well, critical components for industry um also uh, on wednesday we were at cloud nc now i know mark was back there i've never been to this company have either of you two mm -hmm. i i haven't no um i, I, I know that well, mark refers to it as they're trying to to, to, to get this this company is like a few a factory of the future with artificial intelligence and 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 kind of incorporating all of the latest technology yeah that i mean and that's about as much as i know really but i know we've been there three times or mark has in the last five years yet more uh, machines gone in dmg Mori's a dmu 95 and the third nlx multitasking turning machine has gone in nice. This time with automation, uh, an automation system, a Euroa automation system, or they've got a Euroa automation system for their DMU60. I would just encourage um, people to watch out for those videos because certainly on this occasion, I'm going to um, be looking forward to actually hearing this story because it's a company that seems to be doing very well. So whatever they're doing must, you know, mm. uh, must have a, you know, a, a, some a, intelligence. Some absolutely yes, some are not artificial intelligence. Like <laughs> you you pair have got. Um, so that was uh, that was on Wednesday. Now Thursday, uh, quite rarely actually, we had a we had a day where we weren't out on the road, which was uh, which was good to good to know. So um, and then of course Friday we're here at Hass, which we have spoken about already. Um, I just want to tell you about some of the videos that have been released on the channel this week. We've had um, videos from Gruppus Parpus, uh, big beautiful Starag machines, uh, videos from Microlock, which was at High Spec Engineering, which you did, Lindsay, Hoffman Stories, Thompson yeah. Friction Welding, uh, Friction Welding at Thompson, uh, Sandvix New Turning Grades, Gear Milling on a Grob with Vargas Tooling, and Destech and their Courier machine. 
um, that has been installed, which again, you were there, Lindsay, as well. That's a wicked video, that is. Yeah, really really good video. In fact, we've had about 30 videos released across the channel this week. Um, Next week, we've got a a, a busy week yet again. On Monday, Lindsay, you're at Fanuc looking at a new EDM solution. Uh, I'm at Merck Aerospace uh, for Matsura. And Wednesday, we have our Bloom and ETG live event. Yes, we do, don't we? Which is happening on uh, next Wednesday. And this is going to be, we spoke about it last week as well, but what we're trying to do with this um, this event is show in-process measurement on a, mach- on a machine. Lots of people have probing, but that whether they use it or not, they go in to measure parts, then they change offsets. When all of this can be done, uh, in process uh, with full control and we're going to be demonstrating that um, live we're also going to be cutting on the quasar machine uh, so that's going to be live on a- across our channels one o'clock next Wednesday so I encourage you to tune in uh, to watch that you can find the links on YouTube or on Facebook or on LinkedIn we've got events set up for that um, we're at LNR Precision you're at LNR Precision next week with Colin um, and I know with Colin with Colin, oh you're, yeah, you're out with Colin. Yeah. And on Friday, I'm at Mills CNC. And we're also at, well, you're at Arrow Precision for Studer as well, aren't you? Or um, is that Joe? It's not happening anymore, Paul. Oh, so is that's it not? Been, oh, yeah, yeah, that's been postponed. On to some network stuff across the channel this week. Uh, I know um, for those watching or listening, the MTD Network is a great platform for engineers to promote their capacity and really shout about what, they, uh, what they're doing. Uh, I know that um, Colin's going to Tom at Thermofax soon. He's also going to uh, see Roger at LMS, who's just bought two Maratas. He's also going to Milton CNC, who've just bought four new Hercos. Metrics Engineering have just signed up. Uh, and also uh, JNS, Air, JNS Engineering too. So lots happening on the MTD network. Um, what's been your highlight this week then, Gio? I think um, really well. Coming to Haas today has been absolutely fantastic. It's been brilliant coming back to this facility and, and it's brought back some fantastic memories from when I used to visit um, in the past. Um, I think visiting uh, Leader CNC and all the guys there, I want to wish uh, Mike a happy birthday. Oh, he was, he was 74, 74, wasn't he? Um, and it was brilliant to catch up with him and, and have a chat with him. And, and just they're doing really well. They're looking to move into a new facility. So the highlights just keep coming for me. I think the industry is certainly picking up. Everyone seems so buoyant. Um, I think we're going to have many more good years to come, touch wood. Um, and, and, yeah, the highlights, are, they, they keep coming, Paul. It's yeah. great. What it's about great. you, Lindsay? What's been, what's been your, other than get your bottle of Gaviscon? <laughs> <laughs> um, two, really, of course. Learning about Haas. The last time I um, really kind of visited this brand was three years ago and it was where I met um, Kevin Magnusson and Roman Grosjean mm. at their facility um, in Banbury um, so I think this is exciting because it's it's nice to explore a different brand and what their ethos is um, and also Prima Power I must admit just to learn about the bending the folding um, you know the, the punching the laser to learn about new brands different industries and where they work in the metal cutting world is fascinating mm. so I think it's been quite an education good stuff uh now don't forget we also have the great british manufacturing podcast which is uh, available in the mtd mfg channel uh you every week we have a new edition that comes out on thursday so that's definitely worth a, uh, a listen um one of the things I, I do you know what my highlight of this week was no. I'm nervous. <laughs> I was the listening to this. Winning, yeah, I was listening to this. Um, <laughs> oh someone, someone showed me. It was this thing that was on Lad Bible, right? And it was oh about dear. nicknames. And I think I might have even mentioned it to you when I saw you on Monday. 
but basically why where do nicknames come from why are people called certain certain yeah. names and then we've got nicknames for you which, which <laughs> I, I don't even know I don't, I don't even know why they are <laughs> but there was one guy rang in and he said his um his nickname was Keth right so they called him Keth and he was like I don't, you know why do we have been calling him Keth for years but don't just don't know why he's called Keth and then they, then he realised. They said, "Why do you call him? Why, why is he called Keith?" And he said, "Well, he's got one eye missing. His real name's Keith, and he's actually <laughs> a bloke with one eye." That's then, terrible. That's awful. It's awful in so many ways. And then there's a guy that had one leg shorter than another, so he bobs from side to side. Uh, and so they call so, him Bob. No, no, no. They, uh, yeah, so he had one leg shorter than the other, and he bobs from side to side. So they call him. A sniper's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Are these Ian's jokes? <laughs> and then, and then, there's, and then, and this one was really pertinent to our industry and probably where we'll end the show. Uh, they used to uh, his boss. Well, this guy's boss was called Drillbit, and it was because he's a small, boring tool. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, sniper's yeah, nightmare. Yeah, the sniper's nightmare. That's a long nickname, though, isn't it? <coughs> Oi, sniper's nightmare, come over here. <laughs> Maybe we'll think of one for Paul for next week. Maybe we will. And do you know what? This is absolutely spot on time. It's just about 30 minutes. Um, it's been a wrap-up from this week at MTDCNC. Lots going on next week. Keep an eye on the channel. And, of course, watch out for this um, uh, for the reviews we've done on this ST40 here at Haas. And I will conclude by saying it is available from stock. So if you're interested, you can contact Haas at their website. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. See you again next week. Cheers, Paul. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.